Your camera's not on for the toss, Tony. <coughs> Put it on when I toss it. He had to erase some D and D notes. He didn't want to. There was some heavy storyboarding on there. I'm not even lying. Like I'm talking like <laughs> campaign ending spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to D and D 404. I am your DM, Tony, and join with me today are the other three dice in my dice tray, fellas. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, starting with the natural one, Jared. <gasps> What's going on, guys? Armos checking in. Um, um, you know, let me do that again. Hang on. God. It never fails, dude. It never fails. The moment we start recording, they're like, it's time to party. Armo's checking in. I gotta say, uh, out of dice, I think I would be, I mean, it's tough. The D20 is great. I, you know what? I think I'd go with the 10. Two 10s. That's what I'd be. Be a D10? Because you could do everything. D10. Yep. Some of my best board games, that's the, the dice they use. Yeah, percentile die. Yeah, 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 yeah. Slash D100, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So you yeah. can roll two of them. Bam, you got 100. There you go. Lovely. Well, I am Dan. I play Minus Pebble Walker, your tiny little swarm keeper ranger. And I am definitely the rapier longsword of this podcast. I am the D8, that double pyramid dice. It looks so nice and pointy like a gem. Beautiful die. Beautiful day. My name is Alec. I play Drell of the Ashbourne, and I am tired of going third because all my <laughs> stuff gets taken. Um, my favorite dice, I think, would have to be the D12. It's a solid die. Yeah, I, it's good. You know, it's kind of like the D10, just two points better. You know, it just <laughs> it covers a lot of stuff. It it always feels good when you're rolling a little extra damage. You know, it's 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 good. I like it. It's just uh, two better than uh, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, Jared. Jared. Oh, yeah. Jared. It's four, four better, better than, than Dan. Dan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we know what yours is. My name is. Th- oh yeah, you know what it is. I've said it multiple times. It is the D4. Yep. The D4 is my favorite die. It's the best. It's the best way to balance like traps, monster attacks. If somebody's getting too full of themselves and you just want to do enough damage that won't kill them, but make an impression. A D4. Wait, what? What's that? What did I say? I didn't say anything, right? Hmm. And now you know the deal. Before we do the recap, we're going to go ahead and do the rundown. Today's rundown is brought to you by me. That's right. How you doing? It's brought to you by Tony. And I'm running down the Discord, but a specific channel in the Discord. We have created a Spotify comment section. That's right. You guys leave amazing Spotify comments. Some of them are wonderful and truly heartwarming. Others are questions that we can't answer because it's not a feature on there. We can't answer Spotify comments in the comment section. And if we did, you wouldn't be alerted. So we're going to go ahead and answer those comments in the Discord. So go ahead and check that out. If you're not in the Discord, you should be. You're late to the party, bud. And now with that being said, we're going to go ahead and roll giant rubber D4 who decides who does the recap. Or I am number one. Two is Alec. Three is Dan. And four is Jared. Woo! What's up? Nailed I'm on a roll it. today. Rolling it. <laughs> Wait a minute. So dark. You rolled it in a dark room. It's nowhere to be seen. <laughs> it's behind a chair. That ain't me. I have no idea whose side that is anymore. Two. Aye, baby. Two times in a row. Fuck. You just again, gotta talk dude? about homicide, dude. The whole the whole last episode was about homicide. So finally, Alec does it twice in a row. You know how it feels. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a first. I feel like Alec always gets out of it. Yeah, I'm even thinking about using my re-roll right now, but I don't think I'm going to. <clears throat> okay, let me get my notes real quick. 
Nope, these are my notes from last one that I had. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> the last episode. Hey there. Yeah, it's me, Drell again, here to tell you about what happened last episode. So, last episode, the gang made their way to Hubert Hubble's farm. After an odd standoff with Hubert, he welcomed us with open arms. While talking with him, we actually realized that he had a giant blood shard sticking out of his back. After sharing a meal and good conversation with Hubert, the blood shard became a topic of conversation. Hubert talks about how he's happy with his life and how he'll just get it checked out next time he's in town. And Drell recommends not removing the shard because that's not really what Hubert wants. But Menace and Armos convince Hubert to risk his life and try to remove the shard. Unfortunately, the procedure fails and Hubert dies. We were unable to bring Hubert back to life. After a lot of sad times, the gang gave him a proper funeral. We decided to use Menace's plathiosaurus named Priscilla to get on the river and head towards San Lo. And on the way to the city, we got attacked by Knowles because, again, <laughs> Armos and Menace did not listen to Drell when they said we should not go back for the tooth. Uh, they both decided to make poor decisions, which, you know, when you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And mm. here we are. Mm, I'm starting to see a pattern with evil tooths. We are starting to see a pattern of what happens when you don't listen to Drell. That is that is what that's the pattern. I'd even make that connection and I'm writing the damn story, dude. <laughs> oh, dude. Bard, play that intro. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. Okay. <clears throat> Fellas. Boyos, we pick up session 89 down a bustling river on the back of a plethiosaurus, Minus's plethiosaurus to be precise, named Priscilla. As the three of you were riding the back in awkward silence after just accidentally killing Hubert Hubble, Knowles ambushed you on the sides of the river as all of them attacked you with crossbow shots. You hear the echoes of hyena laughter off in the distance, <laughs> rustling in the trees and foliage shaking about. You know you are swarmed on both sides. Going down this river, you are traveling at a moderate pace. Minus, you do have control of Priscilla and Priscilla will go on your initiative. Currently, you notice that there are five gnolls on either side. They look hulking, a little mutated in a way where like various body parts are larger than the others. Their eyes are glowing bright red. Almost, you get the strangest feeling that they're just staring at you with bloodlust. And as you hear them chomp their teeth, crossbows reloading and sinister laughter, we're gonna go ahead and roll initiative. Yo, oh my God. Mine one. Ugh, and a four. Oh my gosh! I got a, I got a fifteen. The Knolls are on an unknown turn. <laughs> okay, we're gonna go ahead and start combat at the top of the round. Initiative fifteen. Drell riding on the back of Priscilla, the friendly Plethiosaurus, now looking serious and stern as it realizes it's getting ambushed. And the riverbanks are between 25 and 30 feet away. It's not like a straight line. It's rigid mountains and some uh, hills are closer to you than others. Drell, as you are riding on Priscilla's back, 
on initiative 15 what are you doing okay so i would like to kind of get a lay of the land and see you know are all of these knolls that are on the on the shorelines are they ranged or and have like ranged weapons or do some of them have like melee weapons as well since you are riding on the back of Priscilla and the off 30 feet away, you will need to make a perception check here. Um, you can go ahead and use your bonus action or your movement action to make that check. Cool. I just will not use my movement. And that is going to be a 23. Yes. So when you look at them, they all look equipped with crossbows, long bows, and a variety of sharp daggers and swords. They don't look like they have the same equipment, like coming out of an armory. They all look like they have different items. Uh, some of them are made out of bone. Some of them are made out of steel. No two knolls look alike as like some of them have huskier, muscular legs. Some of them have beefier arms and they all have bloodlust red eyes. They're drooling at the mouth and they look ferocious. Cool. I was just going to figure I want to attack anything that can attack us. So if any of them were just melee, I was not going to worry about them. Okay, so with that being said, I would like to go ahead and throw my hammer at the uh, first knoll on the west side of the shore. Absolutely. Go ahead and roll a hit. And as I'm doing this, I'm just going to say uh, to Armos, I'm just going to say, oh, wow, I wonder why we're being chased by knolls. <laughs> and that's going to be a 22 to hit. <laughs> that's going to hit uh, flawlessly. That's going to be uh, 12 damage. As the hammer flies over Armos's head, you see Reginald talking to Armos, and he goes, you see, Armos, piss off gods, and then you get gnolls. Do you want gnolls? This is how you get gnolls, Armos. And the hammer hits and deals 12 points of damage, and you see that it almost gets knocked prone as you hear a large thud in the distance. It doesn't look like it died, though, right? It did not die. Uh, it just looks okay. hunched over. In that case, uh, once my hammer returns to me, I'm going to go ahead and throw it at the same knoll again. Absolutely. And that is a 25 to hit. Hits. That is another 15 damage. Dead. Thanks. With your perception check on this turn, you know that gnolls get back up and they tend to rampage after they die. This one does not get back up. Gives you the inclination that these are already rampaging. You know what? I'll just bonus action go into a rage, you know, because I'm I'm getting pissed that we're being chased by gnolls again. All right. You go into a rage. You scream into the void and we move on to initiative five minutes oh snap we have to go before the gnolls look at me go this is gonna look around look at the uh what is it a pleosaurus what's it what's this called uh plethiosaurus plethiosaurus it's a leoplerodon charlie i'm gonna look at the uh plethorth and i'm gonna <laughs> yell to my sids sids Get in position! And I'm gonna cast Sanctuary with a bonus action. You see four SIDs going like the four corners of the back of this uh, dinosaur. They make the Triforce, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you ward a creature within range against attack until the spell ends and a creature who targets the warded creature with an attack or harmful spell must first make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature must choose a new target or lose the attack or spell. So Priscilla's now warded and then I'm gonna get my sling out and just start slinging. All right, keep Priscilla protected. Yeah, and I'm gonna throw a sling at the closest one to the west. That's going to be a 18 to hit. That hits. That's seven points of damage. I'm gonna hit Sid. Sid hits for three more points of damage. Me. And I'll use a uh, favored foe mark for another four points of damage. 
It's still standing. Still standing. It looks bloodied. My goodness. I'm going to keep attacking for uh, 24 to hit and another 10 points of damage. Ooh, that's going to do it as a bullet goes right through skull, falls down, splashes it. Perfect. And that's going to end my turn as I tell Priscilla, Priscilla, just go. Just dash. Get out of here. As you dash forward on Priscilla, going 80 feet on your turn, snap. A giant maw comes out of the water. A big old crocodile's mouth snaps at Priscilla and it is going to deal to Priscilla. It's going to deal. Well, I can't. It has to roll a wisdom save before it attacks. Oh, that's very true. It does. So I'm going to make it roll a wisdom saving throw because the sanctuary. He <laughs> got an at 20. I'm sorry, but every episode he's getting these nat 20s. Bro, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It gets it, so it's going to attack with advantage because it's considered a surprise attack as it was hiding in the river ahead of you. And it's going to hit with a oh, they got for advantage a 17 on Priscilla against her 13 armor class. And it's going to do it's going to do 23 points of uh piercing damage. And she is now grappled in the mouth of the crocodile. She needs to make a DC 16 to escape. A uh, strength check of a DC 16 to escape. The attack automatically lands. She got a 16. Nice. So she escapes that. However, there is a second mouth that rises out of the water. It is indeed a two-headed crocodile, massive in size. Oh my God. It's huge. And it's going to take another bite on Priscilla. It's a 25 to hit dealing an additional 16 points of damage. So you are now like in the way you are currently stopped. This thing is very, very large to get around. It is taking up a significant portion of the river. I'm gonna go ahead and put it on the board for you. We go ahead and move to initiative three, Armos and the Knolls. All right. Fun fact, one of the heads is a crocodile. The other one's an alligator. Do you know the difference? What shape was the first one's uh, snout? One open with the top half, the other one open with the bottom half. <laughs> <laughs> One's, would you say, more squared than the other? Absolutely. Um, okay. I am trying to think what to do here. I don't know if I want to use one of my big skills on this thing. I, I mean, it seems like it. All right. Feeling confident from what I did to that last dinosaur, this ancient dinosaur that's still around in this river, I'm going to blast it with my finger. <laughs> You use finger of death on it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. We don't got time for this. Yeah. <laughs> we got places to be. We got to go. <laughs> Look, I'm already sick of the gnolls and hearing Drell saying, I told you so. So in that case, finger death. <laughs> uh, yes. What do I need to do? Constitution saving throw. Constitution saving throw. Okay. Uh, makes constitution saving throw. It failed. All right. And it takes... A bunch of dice and damage which is 68 damage which is also necrotic you blast the ray from your fingertips and it goes through the bottom of the jaw through the top of the jaw of one of the heads and this thing's flailing around it's thrashing and it's barrel rolling into place it's not dead but it looks very messed up I'm going to bonus action and use Reginald to go go get some fingers. No, and, uh, <laughs> no, it's, whoa, it's in the water. Too bad, get going. And I take him by the ears and I throw him at the thing. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't even poof. He lands on it, he bonks, little rubber duck sound, and then explodes 
into a hellish rebuke and then pops back onto your shoulder. Gonna make a dexterity saving throw. Passes. How much damage is he doing? So it's 19 total, but half of that, right? It is, yes. So it's gonna take nine points of damage. Awesome. As it explodes and leaves a black smoke mark across its face, and it looks very mad. It's dripping in blood, it's missing teeth, and there's a huge hole in its mouth from top to bottom on one of the heads, and it is. Looks very messed up. What else are you doing? That's my turn. And now we're gonna go ahead and go to the Knolls. As we stay on initiative three is the Knolls initiative. And there are the two from the north that you kind of dashed past are going to use their turn to move up. They're going to go ahead and use their turn to move up. The six on either side, five of them are going to shoot crossbows at you. Drell, does a 21 hit? Uh, it does not. Almost, you get hit with a 19. That's going to be six points of damage. And then Minus, uh, the last one's going to be at you. That's going to be 11 to miss. And then you see one of them on the edge of the hill is going to run and jump. It's going to make a dexterity check against you, Armos, as it's running and trying to jump on top of you as you see this dried blood and saliva spewing out of its mouth as it's trying to pounce on you. Ooh, 18. That's with a minus one. Ooh. I'm proud of you. It lands on the back of Priscilla as you move out of the way and it does not pounce you. However, it's going to make an attack against you and you see that it has this these two blades in its hand, one short sword and a really black looking dagger. And it looks like it's dripping in liquid. With an 18 to hit, you're going to take, you're gonna take six slashing damage. And you're gonna take an additional, wow, one point of poison damage as the uh -huh. black blade slashes across you and it is staring right at you. We're gonna end the Knoll's turn and go back to initiative 15, which is Drill. I will go ahead and the crocodile is still in front of us, right? Yes. I'm gonna go ahead and attack the alligator head of the two. Uh, and I'm just gonna continue to use my Dwarven thrower because uh, I can throw it and that's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be a 25 to hit. That hits. Rad. Uh, that's 15 damage. Dead. You hit this thing, it bonks on the head, and it, like, snaps. And the snaps uh, get slower and slower, and it rears its head back, and it splashes psh, as it sinks to the bottom of the river. Okay, uh, and then looking up at the shore, um, I'm going to continue to, to just attack the gnolls on the west side, and I'm going to probably not one of the ones we already went past because I'm not really worried about them. They're going to have to catch up. But the ones that are we're going to pass, I want to attack one of them. Absolutely. Go ahead and throw that hammer, buddy. Big tosses. Uh, 26. Hits. Oh, what a roll. Uh, 14. Nice. 14 points of damage to the knoll on the west side. It looks like it did significant damage, but it is still standing. Okay. Um, And then I'm going to... Uh, bonus action, I'm going to use a superiority die and I'm going to rally uh, Priscilla Hell yeah. and I'm just going to like get down on one knee and like pat its shell and be like, uh, please hurry. <laughs> I'm <just> gonna, <laughs> and I'm going to roll some HP for them. That's not bad. Seven HP back. It's it's not much, but it's we'll take it. it's something, you know? Keeping us above water, yeah, so. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's my turn. Priscilla looks real mad as we move to initiative uh, five. 
which is menace. Wait, you're mad? I, ju I just healed you. I'm trying to have you help us. Uh, passionate. Or help us help you. I don't have a dinosaur voice. Uh, <laughs> and she seems passionate and angry with you, not at you. As we move to initiative five, which is menace. Hold fast, Sids. Don't let up. And I'm going to use a bonus action to move my mark to... There's a knoll at the southeast by the riverbank. Mm -hmm. Kind of close to the water, so I'm going to start attacking that one. And it's going to get hit with my sling. Oh, goodness. That is a uh, 15 to hit. Guess what, bud? That hits. And I'll just hit it twice because I know I need to. And that second one's definitely going to hit then. And that's going to do... First hit is 10. The second hit is 9. And then Sid and my favorite foe are going to do an extra 10 points of damage. Nice. The magic number here is 22 points of damage that you need to clear. Woo! Get out of here, Noel. And you see this one at the riverbank, like ready to go. It's like trying to swim, waiting for you to pass by. And boom, two shots from your sling. Dead falls into the water, slowly drifts down the river. Keep going, Priscilla. We're going to be fine. And we'll dash 80 more feet. As you approach a three-headed crocodile. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> As we move to initiative three, Armos and the Nolans. So he's on the edge, correct? Yeah, he's face-to-face -face with you. He's going at it. I'm going to Eldrick blast him. Um, I got a nat 20. Hey. Whoa. That's going to hit. I actually rolled a 30. So does a 30 <laughs> hit? <laughs> uh, yes. It's this. Obliterated. Holy awesome. God. So that would be 16 for the first one. Then I rolled a dirty 20, which then did six damage. And then I rolled a 12, which doesn't hit. Crap. That does not hit. No. And he gets knocked back. With 22 points of damage, this thing goes flying as he goes to lunge at you and then goes and gets launched back 20 feet into the water dead as you blast a hole through the knoll's torso i am good i don't need to do anything else i'm just gonna get my temporary hit points and enjoy myself <laughs> enjoy myself <laughs> okay so we're gonna go to the knolls the knolls are going to use their actions to dash so here's the thing they move 60 feet and priscilla moves 80 feet so what I am going to say here is that Menace, if you are you guys plan on finishing the fight or do you want to outrun? We're we're probably trying to outrun. I we're gonna do both because I'm just gonna snipe him as we're le just yeah. leaving. <laughs> there ain't no way. Yeah, you got the range, so you gotta outrange him. Okay, so here's what's gonna happen. Um, we'll call it a Texas draw here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll three attacks, and almost you're gonna roll three attacks as you're shooting. And we're going to see if we can get a little extra damage on you guys before you get away. So we're going to go ahead and just roll two attacks on each of you. Crossbows, because those are in range. Drell. Uh-oh. Both those attacks miss. Yes. Armos. Sweet. Both those attacks hit. Ooh. You can take 10 points of piercing damage from crossbow bolts. No. Ooh, it's half, though, because he... Uh... Oh, you're piercing. <laughs> I am piercing. It's finally paying off. You said slashing earlier. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> the wrong one again. Uh, Menace, you're going to take two crossbow bolts as well. It hit with a 17 and an 18. 18. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to take also 10 points of piercing damage. Not if I have something to say about it. Oh, do you have something to say? Mr. Staring. <laughs> 10. Yeah. 
on the money no damage now there's nothing in your way you're going down the river you eventually escape the gnolls as you take some of them out wait do i kill one i thought i got a roll oh yeah i'm sorry you're absolutely right Go ahead, go ahead and roll. I want to get some temporary damn hit points back. Roll twice for me. I think he's able to hit like at least all of them. <laughs> so I got a 24, so 13 on that one. We'll say one of the weak ones is dead. Ooh. Okay, I got a nat one on that one. Let's just not talk about that, and we'll just go ahead and skip to the last one. Oh, he's on a nat 20, and then it went to a two. That's oh. uh, a 12. Damn it, the misses. So I killed one. Almost, I'm going to be honest with you. This is all negligible. <laughs> this is like well no if i kill one sends a message since it gives me hit points <laughs> true so yeah. that's it i'm happy now <laughs> okay so you kill one more and the three of you escape the ambush as there is no more threats in the water in the foreseeable future and priscilla has some scratches and some nasty bite marks along her neck oh all right sid you can let your guard down. We're we're out of it. Good job, Priscilla. You did good. You did real good. Man, that was weird. Why do you think those gnolls were after us? <laughs> Wild. Oh, I wonder why, Minus. A very wet, angry Reginald stares at Ormos. His like forehead is pressed up against the side of his face. I'm just in the middle of Drell and Minus, just shifting my eyes back and forth, like, eh, what's it's not me. Uh. <laughs> Come on, guys. You guys literally know why. It's a coincidence. It's probably a coincidence. I mean, it's, you know. Is it, though? There's lots of gnolls out here. There's lots of gnolls. There ain't no way. Cure wounds. <laughs> I cast cure wounds on Priscilla. <laughs> Did she take any damage? Or just yeah. from the... Yeah, oh, from she, the, from uh, the two-headed crocodile. Yes, she did. Gotcha. I'm just going to cast uh, level one just to give her a little more. I'm petting Priscilla and giving her eight more points of health back. And she welcomes it, and you see that she gets a little bit more joy back in her face as she seems pretty happy again as you heal her back up. Uh, and she continues to move at a moderate pace. She's no longer dashing as she was. Uh, what are the three of you doing or talking about as you are still sailing down this long river? Okay, I think we need to have a serious conversation about jumping to conclusions and doing you know irrational things just just because it pops into your head okay first i was down to get the tooth okay then we left all right then we fought Edelram, and then you guys were like let's go back i i okay that confuses me all right then i'm still confused on why we decided to try to remove the thing from hubert like we're playing with people's lives here we need to we need to seriously consider things before like, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I feel like we're sometimes, we're obviously trying to help, but I feel like we're also doing more harm than good sometimes. I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean. Like, what happens if we actually had that tooth? What if we actually got it? Then we get rolled up on and we get killed and then we helped someone else to, like, get this super dangerous item. Like, we should have just made sure that no one ever found it again when we buried it, you know? True. And don't don't we... I mean, I bring up the, the blacksmith hammer, and I'm like, we carried that around. And imagine if that was... I mean, this could be a legendary weapon that we used to for good. Could have been. I think uh, it could have saved a lot more lives if we would have got it. The risk was mild, but now I see that it might have been a little bit more. I, I point to the knolls on the shore and I say mild, right? Those guys are nothing. And uh, I'd make a like a 
fake finger gun and I, I just shoot it like a like a gun. <laughs> I don't know, Minus, what do you think? Uh, I feel like I've been trying to do too much, Drill. I, I think you might be right in this case. I wish I could say you weren't, but what we did back there... You hear crows. <laughs> Minish just stares into the water. Homicide. reflection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's almost double homicide if you guys think about the cows. Like, I don't know. I mean, as much as I give you guys a hard time, like, we made these decisions as a group, but we have to realize, you know, these people are in our lives for, like, 30 seconds, and then we move on, and we don't really know what kind of wake we're leaving behind us. So we need to try to maybe leave a smaller footprint, if you get what I'm saying. No, no, I get it. I get it. Focus on our journey. Let them focus on theirs. I, I disagree. Look at all the good we did. And I point out the, the forest that we cleansed, the crazy things and past our ventures that we've in wake, we've made better. You know, sometimes you fall on your face, but it's not worth not trying again. No, I'm not saying that we shouldn't do good things. I, I agree. I I mean, that's why I'm on this with you guys. I, I believe in what we're actually doing for the greater good. But I'm saying we don't need to have a direct impact on every single person's life one way or another that we talk to. Like, we can do good by do like completing our mission, not trying to play doctor with something we still know nothing about. Yeah. There's a lot more that we don't know with this stuff that we then we do know and i feel like until we have a better understanding maybe we don't act like we know it all you know that's all i'm saying yeah the bloodshot thing was that was pretty bad that was <laughs> definitely not trill looks at menace still staring off in the distance <laughs> <laughs> he's skipping some stones we both look at menace because he's all of a sudden being quiet and we're yep it's eerily <laughs> quiet <laughs> <laughs> Menace is like a slightly like shade darker and faded into the background with three anime lines on the side of his head, like as he's staring over to the distance. All right. Well, as long as as long as you guys understand where I'm coming from with that, because I again I don't want you guys to feel like I'm attacking you guys, but you know we we are making these decisions as a group. But I do feel like there has to be a point that we can't we have to realize we can't fix everything, and we should get, we should focus on what we do know and what we're good at, which honestly is kicking ass and taking names. But there's a lot of stuff that we don't know. No, I understand both of you. And Menace gets up, kind of brushes himself off. On one end, you know, there's no reward without the risk. I understand that. And on the other end, you know, we need to stay true to our drive. And true to our journey. We've done a good job helping people as we could, but as it stands now, every little side quest we go on, you know, takes time away from helping the greater good. And I'd like to help every single person along the way, but if we're not successful in our greater quest, then what's it all for? I mean, we didn't need that tooth. We went after it, and now we probably lost hours of our time. So it's a balancing act. I'm with you, Drell. We just gotta figure it out. And... Not kill people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I get sad again. <laughs> and <then laughs> it crouches again and like goes into fetal position. <laughs> Reginald like elbows Armos and goes, first murder. So it was the hardest. Jesus. I, I, I nudge uh, Reginald so that he fo like falls into the water. A very angry, wet rabbit uh, appears on your shoulder again. He goes, that's not cool, bro. That's not cool, dude. Excuse me for a demon saying demon thing. So it's my fault. Uh. <laughs> and then once i do get my wits about me uh i'm assuming it's gonna take us i know he said it would take us like a couple hours to get to san low 
Mm -hmm. So if possible, I would like to spend my time trying to fashion the sapphire into usable ammo. Yes, go ahead and make so what so you guys do have some downtime here. You don't have the most room on the back of Priscilla. So I'll say that one of you can do an activity with the little spare room that you have because her back is kind of like a hump. Better imagery for other people. It's like a Lapras, you know, so it's like a very rounded back that the three of you are sitting on. So, Minus, I'll let you use the remaining space for a downtime activity. You're going to go ahead and you're going to roll me a sleight of hand. You're, so you're making ammunition. So I'm going to say sleight of hand unless you think there's a better ability check that you can make here. And you'll need to pass a DC 18 as you learn quickly that as you're messing with the sapphire, it's a little more fragile than you would think. All right, that's going to be a 23 sleight of hand. You take a chunk of the sapphire, and with a 23, you manage to make... How, how much sapphire did you have? Uh, 20 pounds. 20 pounds. So we'll say with a pound of it, you break off a piece of it, and you start working with it uh, in this downtime that you have, learning how to do it. And it's not the best, but you... Even with the 23, they're very usable bullets. And with your knowledge of slings and, uh, and ammunition, you make... 10 of these sapphire shots and even with a 23 as nimble as you are it seems like a blacksmith would need to use this to make the best that they could be and you know and you feel like it has a little more oomph to it it's not a plus one but you do know that these are they feel specific to a, a very specific type of creature or a very specific scenario that you would use these in i guess we're we can short rest if we need to right um Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll short rest, but I don't need to roll any hit that either, so I'm just chilling. Okay, so the three of you short rest. Um, For those that need to heal, you can use your hit die to heal back up. Minus, you fashion yourself 10 sapphire bullets. And Drell, for that amazing conversation and tackling the hard issues, you get inspiration. Oh, yes. <laughs> I spit my tongue at Minus. And, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After several hours of sailing down the river, you arrive at your destination. You travel along the river and around the bend, and you see a large dock made out of large logs bound together with some large canoes and a sailboat. Along the docks are minotaurs, carrying crates and cages filled with various goods and animals. Looking over the dock, through a light brush, you see a great city the city of san lo a large mountain that looks to be carved away and built upon various wooden homes jut out of the large mountainside large nomadic tents and teepees surround the mountain city you see several stacks uh, of smoke coming out of various structures signifying a bustling city and overhead acting almost as the centerpiece is a large floating island hovering over a massive crater beneath it all it does not only mark the center of the Kambuki Isles, but the center of Humbrea. After the initial sight of the Sanlo docks, you hear familiar growls and soft roars. You notice that among the Minotaur workers are various farmstead and livestock walking amongst them. In the town, there are owners as well as gemmed dinosaurs. These dinosaurs look domesticated. You see raptors walking around, almost like being herded like sheep. You see large sapphire ceratopses in the distance, 
Looks like they're pushing windmills. And you even see a large ruby T-Rex way in the distance, way beyond some taller structures. And it looks like it's walking around and feeding calmly. So you said this is this, yeah, um, the center say, yeah. of Humbrea as well? The giant island floating in the distance that everyone refers to over the northern Cambogiao acts as the center of Humbrea. So like over this town is a large shadow that overcasts onto the city from this massive island that's floating hundreds of thousands of feet uh, in the air. You can tell that the structures around in the town are built with that island in mind to avoid like overshade. And so like crops and stuff can uh, are placed accordingly to not be overcasted throughout the day. Mm, okay. Got it, got it, got it. Well, we jump off the plesiosaurus. Ha-ha! <laughs> Ooh! Everybody get off. I'll, I'll put her back. Drell, like, hesitates like he's never done this before. Like, he, like, like tip-taps back and forth, and then he, like, tries to jump for the pier. <laughs> so, as the three of you are sailing on the plesiosaurus, you notice that there's an open space at the dock between these large minotaur-style boats. Everybody is a minotaur. There are various sizes. The smallest minotaur you see is hovering around six feet, and the tallest ones you see are around nine feet tall. They are all massive, bulky, very svelte. They all look like hard workers. Just like a normal port, they are acting accordingly, and they're just moving stock from the ship into various through, through the various gates. And you see in the center, there are three gates, and one of them goes into the main part of town where you see other minotaurs coming and going. This is not the main gate, but it still is an, an important entrance to the city and is designed as such because you can tell that a lot of people enter or arrive at the city using this river. You dock your plesiosaurus, you see some minotaurs, catch the attention as they haven't seen a dinosaur use the dock. And as the three of you step off, Minus, you raise your gem, Priscilla gives you a smile, and just like a Pokeball, Priscilla goes back into the stone. And now the blue stone that you have looks dull, it looks gray, and you know that it needs time to recharge before you can do it again. Mm -hmm. Four days to be exact. Is it four days? Wow, four so days? long. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. All right. No more water travel for a little while, guys. Or else we're going to have to find a ship. I turn around, my eyes super wide. <laughs> Whoa. Almost there's a lot of beef here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I think you would actually like the Minotaur lore, Reginald. Oh, really? Can't wait for you to tell me about it. And he rolls his eyes. Yeah, you know, we were born into this world as monstrosities. We used to kill and savagely torture humans for years and centuries. But now we, uh, after years and years, have become a little calmer. I'm actually interested. I would love to hear more about your Minotaur lore. <laughs> <laughs> so the three of you are on this dock. You, you see that there are various stands. It looks like they're selling stuff in bulk. Like you see some tradesmen there like selling crates of food for the ships that may be setting out uh, ready to sail the next day. If you need like supplies in bulk of like general goods, you see they're walking back and forth. They're not paying much mind to you. As you walk down the docks, you know that they're not moving out of the way from you. So like Armos and Drell, Minus, you are nibble enough to move out of the way. I would say you're a little more excited than the others to see what's going on. But Armos and Drell are definitely getting like bumped into and 
unapologetically getting pushed. Ow. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, jeez. Oh, what dude. the heck? People are so rude around here, Menace. What's that? And I'm kind of up ahead, scrambling around, looking all over Ooh, the place. So hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> <laughs> you see one of them puts a hand on Armos to like sh shove him out of the way. He goes, move, we're busy. And then pushes Armos to the side. Ooh. He just like walks right through him. Whoa, 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 whoa. And he was being rude? They all seem kind of rude, but they are all minotaurs. They're all hulking and they're all dock workers and they're trying to move stuff and it's in the middle of the day so one could say it's probably well into their shift i uh <laughs> no i never mind <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm yeah after our conversation that we had on our water friend i'm trying to hold back some of the anger that i'm feeling <laughs> currently you said there's something going on in like the entrance here there's multiple gates and the one that you would go through is in the center and you see the town you see this uh right through the gate you see this amazing fountain it's like spewing out water beautiful jungle trees and all these teepees and tents that are like peeking over the wooden barrier uh there are people walking around alongside with other gemmed dinosaurs domesticated dinosaurs Whoa, see, it, I told you guys it was possible to domesticate a dinosaur. <laughs> I wonder if Ruby's thinking about me. You hear a echoey chirp in the background of a raptor going, <laughs> Drell like double takes all the way around him. <laughs> he goes, turns into 360. So the three of her at San Lo, and I know the three of you love the shopping episode. Is there anything you want off the top of your head? Oh my goodness. I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> um, I was going to, I want to see if there's like a brewing supply store and I want to maybe try to work on new brews and I want to see like what local ingredients they have around here. While we're here, I'll look for like any sort of minotaur. Obviously he's going to take way too many souvenirs for his car. <laughs> okay. Fair <laughs> enough. That's, that's just going to be like in and out of every shop. There's going to be little knickknacks. He's like, Oh my gosh, I never knew we had this kind of minotaur stuff. I just go throw that in, but any, any potions, if there are any potions, we could stock up on potions you, for sure. As you walk into the gate, thinking about the supplies you want, like a blink of an eye, like you don't even remember the last few steps you've taken. You find yourself inside of the city already. Very quick, like a whiplash. You're already inside the city. Menace, you already have like a snow globe in your hand, like a little toy, a little knickknack to put on your desk. Like, you know, the bird that dips into the water. It's that, except it's a cockatrice and it's dipping into the water. It looks handcrafted. You're not sure where it came from. You think you might have swiped it, but like you feel like five minutes have just passed. And now you have these knickknacks in your hand and you're like so excited. And you do see potion shops. You do see blacksmiths. You do see, um, breweries there is a tavern in the town you see a lot of these homes and you see like buildings kind of just building on top of each other as they're like engraved into the mountain it's weird because now you find yourself in the middle of the like marketplace where you're like looking for different things so we'll start with drell drell you do see a potion shop okay and you see a sign it's a big big tent and it is called the cured brew and as you walk inside the tent, you see a tall, skinny minotaur with all white fur, with large, wide bovine horns, very skinny, does not look muscular. It looks very, uh, it looks like the book type. And he turns around and he has like, uh, uh, just a vest on, just covering the top half with a little loincloth. And he goes, oh, customer, humans, welcome. 
Name's Lionel. How can I help you? And the shop is more of like just a bar with all these bottles on it. And like all the stuff is behind him. It looks like a request and receive type of place. Uh, hello, Lionel. My name is Drell, Drell of the Ashbourne. I was wondering if you had any brewing supplies. Uh, I'm a, you know, I'm also a brewer myself. I pull out like one of my brews and I like show it to him. And um, I was just wondering if you had any local ingredients that I might be able to use for my next uh, brewing experiment adventures. Oh, absolutely. The jungle, the jungle of the Kambukiaos is lush with thick foliage, different herbs and uh, ingredients to use. Is there anything specific that you're looking for or something? Uh, what kind of pep are you looking for your step? That would be a good one. Uh, anything to maybe increase the pep in my step, if you know what I'm saying. A little more, little more muscle in the armory, and he taps on his muscleless uh, bicep. No, more like uh, I don't know. Well, what do you, what are the options? I guess to your heart's content. I mean, we have herbs to increase your strength for a little while. We have herbs to make you faster, make you jump higher, make you a little more intellectual. I mean, I'm already pretty smart. So what about the ones that make me move faster? I like that. That's yes, absolutely. I don't know if you got my thing saying more pep in my step. That's kind of where I was going with that. But yeah, 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 yeah. of course, of course. We have Swift Thistle and he turns around and he get, gets some herbs and he it's like in a giant bouquet and he slams it on the table and he goes, this is Swift Thistle. You'll mix this in with your, with your brew, whatever type of ale you're making or possible potion. You want to add some of this kambuki salt and he takes out the salt and there's a jar of black salt. It looks like pepper. What you want to do is you want to ground up the Swift Thistle and then sprinkle some of the uh, kambuki salt on them. And then when those are mixed together, nice and taut, you will add it into your brew and it should give you some additional pep. Mechanically, it will raise your dexterity by two for uh, an hour. Oh, uh, okay. So I was looking for anything that could increase my speed or my movement is like really what I was getting at. Oh, then you just want to add some of this. And he pulls out another reared grain of salt that I can't think of the top of my head. No, he pulls out um he pulls out a different flower. He moves a swift thistle and he's like cousin of the swift thistle, the quick thistle. And it's a much robust flower. And he slams it on there. And this one's much more yellow and green and vibrant. And he goes, this one will make you run faster. Um, and this one with your brew will add uh, an additional 15 feet of movement for an hour. Okay. Um, I will take a bag of each and one bushel will cost. He goes, Hmm, for you human, very nice, very smart. I could do about 15 gold a bushel. I look at menace to see if the guy's ripping me off. You hear a crash all of a sudden and menace drops a bunch of knickknacks on the floor and he looks up and he's like, Oh, Hey, Drell, I didn't know you needed potions, too. I was just uh, shopping around getting some souvenirs. <laughs> I pick up at least 20 odds and ends. Menace, you have no idea where these are coming from. You don't even remember the interactions you're having when you're buying them. They're just like appearing in your hand. Menace. Well, <laughs> Menace, where'd you get all that stuff? Oh, uh, the outside <laughs> in the market marketplace. Is well, that where for, you got it? <laughs> first, I went to the shop of the blue tent, and then I wound up to the yellow tent. I've been all over the place, Drill. As long as you got me a snow globe cool as well, we're good, all right? Uh, yes, and I pick up a random snow globe. <laughs> yeah, this one's for you. Sick, sweet. Sure enough, there's a snow globe in your cart. 
um, okay. Uh, I turn back around and I, I say, I think you got a deal. And I toss him uh, 30 gold for a bushel of each. Yep. Go ahead and add quick thistle and swift thistle into your inventory. Then I pop up. <clears throat> All right. I put my stuff away. Well, what was your name? Lionel? Yes, sir. Hmm. Child. Hello. <laughs> yes, child. Do you, do you have any of those potions that like makes you bigger? Uh, the enlargement potion? Yes, I can absolutely yes, brew them. That's the one. Yeah. I've heard about them, but we never had them in my village. Oh, what tribe do you hail from? Ha. <laughs> I am from the Ivory Boulders. And I puff my chest out. Inside check. God, that's an 11, I think. Oh, my inside's actually good now. Uh, 16. 16? He kind of like, he kind of like winces a little bit. Doesn't seem favorable towards that name. Mm. Okay. Yep. That's anyways, I'm here to buy your goods. So if you had any of those enlargement potions, I will take them and be on, be on my way. Yeah, I think I got something for you. And he turns around and he lays out three enlargement potions. He goes, these are the three I have brewed. If you'd like more, I can brew them for you. Oh, um, I'll take the lot. Okay, it's going to cost seven fifty per potion. Done and done. Smack down a bunch of gold on the table. I don't even argue. Minus is like tired of being small. <laughs> he wants to walk around like a big minotaur for once. <laughs> uh, the I just want to make you wider instead of taller. I think that'll be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> he takes the seven hundred fifty gold times three, which is uh, twenty. 2250 and he swipes it up and he puts it in his box and he goes, Oh, here you go. If you would like some more, I can put it down payment and I'll be happy to brew you. I think those will be good enough for now. I appreciate it. I'll come back if I need anything else. I might also need some health potions. Mm -hmm. One, two, three. And I'm counting my health potions going through my cart. I brought my cart in the shop. <laughs> I'm just rummaging through <laughs> in the middle of the shop. Playing clank, wooden knickknacks, stones, and like. You throw out a really fat Sid that seems to be hiding in there for a while. <laughs> Big Sid, what are you doing in there? I look at Menace and I do like the hand cutting the neck thing and I jingle my bag to like indicate I have a bunch of health potions. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> looks like I'm good to go. Thank you for the enlargement potions and I wish you the best of days. Hail Sif. Uh, he gives you a two finger salute and then he takes notes in his ledger of the sale, he jots down a couple of things and then closes his book and waves you <laughs> off. <laughs> Drell, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. And I pull Drell behind a car, behind a, one of the tents where I'm like out of view of the public. What? what, miss? <laughs> what? Watch this. And I drink one of the potions immediately what, and I what? double my size. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Uh, laundry potion. Hold on. Let me just look. I double my size, so I'm now, quote unquote, eight feet tall. You are now an average height of a minotaur. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like just under Drell's height now. Oh, Drell! And I give him a huge hug <laughs> actually at his height. Oh my menace. You're, you're tall. Oh, oh my gosh. This is what it feels like. Oh, I gotta... I don't know what I gotta do. And I just jump straight in the air. I do the biggest jump I can. <laughs> jump the highest I've ever ever jumped. What does it do mechanically? It gives you how much strength? It doesn't give me any extra strength. So an enlarged creature. So my size doubles 
in all dimensions. I also have advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws. And my weapons also grow to match my new size. So I get an extra D4 of damage when in this state. So you are now average Minus as you <laughs> as you travel, uh, as Big Minus now travels throughout San Lo. Armos, what are you doing? Do I notice any like stone like work or is it all like wood and like what's the architecture in this in this place? So most of it is like fortified tents, teepees, canopies, uh, large bones from monsters. There are stone in the frames of some of the buildings, like the blacksmithing shop is mostly made up of stone. But it looks like the style is more of like thatched roofs and leather and leather tarps along the tents. Would there be like a stone mason around? Yeah, there'll be masonries. Yeah, absolutely. You'll probably right. find that around in the blacksmith area. Okay. That's what I would like to seek out. Uh, are the three of you going to the blacksmith? Uh, Yeah, because I'm sure that they're going to want to look. So That was my next spot. Yeah. I'd be like, guys, hey. And I try to ask one of the uh, people that I see maybe just kind of hanging about as opposed to walking through the city. Ask him where I might find a blacksmith. You stop one of the minotaurs that are walking around. It looks like they're also shopping. And when you get their attention, they look around. They don't see you as they look over you. Then they look down and they see that you're a tiefling and they kind of like rear their head a little bit and kind of snuff their nose at you in like a why are you here type uh, manner. And they're like, how can, how can I help you? I need to know, can you direct me to where the blacksmith is? He like stares at you and then turns around and he points to a stone looking uh, building with like a large smokestack uh, that's coming up between the trees. He goes, follow the black smokestack. You'll, you'll find your way. And he like looks at you and he like, he like clicks his tongue at you. I just give him the old thumbs up as I, again, trying not to finger death him and keep <laughs> my hands to myself. <laughs> just know, I know that you know that you wouldn't you wouldn't last long. I don't say that, but I think it in my mind <laughs> as I give him a thumbs up and I walk away. <laughs> you just got to ask a town guard next time. Almost they know where everything is. Yeah. I'm already waiting at the blacksmith and I have like a hat on that I, I bought at a shop. I'm trying to see if Armos recognizes me. I, I don't. Straight dr straight blow past him. <laughs> Armos! Ah! Armos, it's me! <laughs> Look, I'm huge! Oh my god. <laughs> and I give him a huge hug and like go in a circle. <laughs> uh, I hate this. Oh. Uh, it's too much. Sorry, <laughs> I pat him on the head. This is great! Drell, this is how you feel all the time? <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, that is. My, my calves doubled in size. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, the tens up. <laughs> they're Holy shit, they're still not as big as yours. Look who finally hit the weight, Drell. <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry. I got distracted. I'll handle this. Mr. Blacksmith, I <laughs> am from here. My name is Menace. I will take things. As you go, hello, Mr. Blacksmith. You walk into uh, a, a forge named the Main Defense, M-A-N-E. <laughs> I've been sitting on that one for a while. As you walk into the Main <laughs> Defense, you see that there are several, several 
apprentices and then you see the owner and he stands out like a saw thumb a massive black bull with white scars across his body he is just hammering away and this dude is huge and he's just like huffing and puffing and then he turns around when you announce yourself and he looks at he looks down at you and he goes how can i help you menace i have some material i think you could help us work with I pull out the 20, well now 19 pounds of sapphire. Interesting. How did you get that sapphire again? Um, We were looting. We killed some of the raptors, got it from there. And then the T-Rex, the I think, had it, right? Yes, it was a T-Rex. When it was on the ground. Oh, right, right. Okay. Shit. I turn to Armos. I go, what if it was an endangered species? <laughs> Oh, and I pull out what I have from the one raptor I did it to, too. Oh, yeah. He does have a little nugget. Yeah, in this. The three of you lay out the gems that you took, that you excavated off the dinosaurs, and he looks at them. You see, he kind of grits his teeth. And he goes, not the method I would have used to procure these. What, what do you mean? We he looks at you, and he goes, was it out of self-defense? I told you it was endangered. <laughs> <laughs> yes, listen, we, we came across it. We found another dinosaur that was feeding. Uh, we, we actually got rid of a dangerous uh, ravage dinosaur with dinosaur rabies or something like that. You say dinosaur rabies? Go ahead and make me a persuasion check. Okay. <laughs> that was more menaces not knowing what it was. Just 12, flat 12. You see that he doesn't believe you or is buying your story. He looks... Not a thuzed. Uh He could tell that you see when you look around, you see emerald and ruby and sapphire weapons hanging on the wall. Swords, daggers, knives, arrows, bullets, sling bullets, crossbow bolts made out of these gems. So he looks very experienced in it. And he looks at you and he's just like, he knows you carve these out of the animal straight from the back like you were skinning it. And he doesn't look very excited. He goes... What do you wish to do with these gems? Uh, make ammo out of it. Okay. <coughs> Watch sling bullets. Yeah, yeah, sling bullets. Armos, do you need anything? Drell? Is there any way we could, like, inlay it into the our armor? Or I'm not sure. We've never worked with this before. Maybe some throwing axes. It doesn't do well with armor. Gotcha. Because it's a bit fragile upon impact, even when refined. However, the compounds and the properties of these gems are used for specific creatures. What do you mean they're used for specific creatures? Used to hunt specific creatures? Yes. So he goes, so he looks at the gems and he points at the emerald. He goes, this one is more commonly used against creatures in the ethereal space. Ghosts, banshees, and shades. Points at the sapphire, goes, these are made for more of constructs, golems, if you will. And then he points to the ruby, and says, this is war for these out-of-worldly creatures, aberrations. Menace is fiercely writing down notes in his journal, but it, he's struggling because now his hand is so much bigger. <laughs> and the book is the same size? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looks like you might need oh, a- Sorry, give me a sec. You should probably go and buy a bigger book in the journal store down the road. <laughs> Hold me. And I fall down on Armos. <laughs> <laughs> you squash Armos as you just 
as you're now like double the size and you're much heavier. <laughs> oh my god, this is what we're gonna have to deal with. <laughs> Little flying books circling around my head. Oh, oh, a journal store. Oh, oh, oh sorry, Armos. I help him up. My bad. My bad. My bad. I used to Maasai. I mean, I'm normally this way. Anyways, weapons. So, unless you're hunting specific creatures, these will help you in those situations. You can use them as everyday bullets if you like. However, you might have more success with them if you use them what they're designated for. I see. This is uh, my first time using material like this, so it's good to know. What about, can you just make me like a sick necklace or like a bracelet or something I could just wear? Sure, I can fashion you some jewelry. Yeah, nice, sick. I'll do that. Okay. You won't do anything. No, no, that's fine. No, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's going to make me look fucking cool. <laughs> he huffs at you. He kind of brushes you off. Hey, you look good. You fight good. And I wink at him. Performance check. Oh. <laughs> uh, come on. I've added nothing to my performance. <laughs> oh, okay. There's a 19. You see that he, he turns away and he like doesn't want to like it. And he like kind of shakes his head in approval with trying not to let you see. But you do see it. And you're like, <laughs> He's right. He's right. He's right. He's right. <laughs> when you're right, you're right. <laughs> if you would like some ammunition, you will have to leave it here overnight. You can pick it up tomorrow morning. The apprentices will get to work. For bullets, would you like what, what kind of ammo are we talking here? Would you want arrows or would you want something else? Oh, sling bullets, please. Okay. For six shots, it'll be 400 gold for six shots. If you like some extra sharpness on it, it'll be an additional 75. And he pulls out like a little chart and you see it's very well organized and he has a chart. Basically, you could pay 75 gold three times to make it a plus three shot. So 75 gold is for each layer. You also see the uh, pricing chart for weapons. It's 4K gold for a gem weapon and it's 1K per sharpness level. Plus one, plus two, plus three. All right, I'm gonna leave this overnight, and if possible, I would like 24 sling bullets, please. Uh, any sharpness to them, or just flat bullets? With uh, the maximum sharpness possible. Okay. If I'm gonna work with you, I might not see you again. I want your best quality work. What was your name, by the way? Furlos. And he gives you a nod as he he appreciates the fact that he wants that you want his best work, and he appreciates that. And he goes, "You'll have my best work." He shakes your hand. And while I have you, and I'm shaking his hand as firmly as I can without being aggressive. He's very aggressive. Have you ever heard of anyone? Oh, guys, what was what was that name again? Uh, Doric? Ever heard of anyone named Doric? Know any other blacksmiths by that name? No blacksmiths named Doric here. All right. I want to roll some uh, an insight check when he says that. Go ahead, roll me in a check. It's a 19. He's, he looks like he's withholding information. I mean, you said there's no Doric here, but I mean, he asked if you've ever even heard of somebody named Doric. I haven't heard of a Doric in my life. He stares at you. I don't know. It kind of seems like you do, though, because I mean, when he said that, you know, I saw a little twitch in your eye. Don't know who Doric is. All right, I'm going to let this go because I want a really cool necklace, but <laughs> I do like the eye to eye thing, like my eyes and then his eyes. Well, while we're here, do you have any suggestions on places we might visit? We have one tavern in town. What? For outsiders. Whoa, 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 wait. For outsiders. So there's like other taverns, but we can't go there. 
we have places to rest our head for those a part of the community. Mm. Clubs and insider. Oh, I love clubs. <laughs> There's a tavern near the docks of milk and honey is the name. You can go. They'll happy to lodge you. You go there for a drink and take the knife for yourself if you like. So when can I expect this necklace? Tomorrow morning. You see that he's really short with you. Oh, we, we know. <laughs> you don't get the feeling that he likes you very much. Well, hopefully he gets the feeling that I don't care very much. Uh, <laughs> That's um, amazing. <laughs> I don't know. John just turns around and walks away. All right, see you later. <laughs> okay. And the three of you leave. Oh, no. Armos, you needed something, right? You need some stone. Yeah, we kind of just hijacked Armos's blacksmith adventure. <laughs> Sorry, Armos. I didn't need a blacksmith. I need more of like... Uh, Needs a cup of water. <laughs> <laughs> a stick that's been struck by lightning. Do you have any of those? No. Um, what I was trying... I had... Okay, so when we were with Britty, we got those plans, uh, those blueprints, right? And it was for like some... Correct me if I'm wrong. For some kind of statue. It was a statue that was planned to be built in one of the layers of Aramor here. So I want to see someone about, like, to see if there's someone in town that has something that could maybe construct a statue for me. <laughs> oh my god, statues of us, that's such a good idea, Armos. You go to ask him about, like, stonework and statue work, and he goes, Furlos goes, he goes, we don't really raise statues to people here, or craft them to weird gods and oddities. We don't really believe in that sort of thing. And Good, because that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking to get one made here if, you know, you guys are talented enough. And I want it shipped on one of those uh, rickety boats that you got out there. And I insult him by <laughs> him and his clan at the same time. And then shipped somewhere. Do you guys have the talent for that in this little town of yours? We don't deal with South Trillis. Mm. And he gets real close to you. And he goes, the last statue that was in this town is destroyed in the center as a reminder that we do not believe in false gods. Uh, I mean, it's not for a god. I mean, that's silly. Or idols. You guys do that? I mean, that seems kind of, kind of, uh, you know. Cool, cool. So we're going to go to the tavern now. You have a good day. We'll see you for our stuff. And I'm like tugging on Armos' <laughs> shoulder because <laughs> Menace is worried we're not going to get our stuff if we anger the guy. As <laughs> like, Reb really struggling to drag him, but he's never dug his heels in so much. I just, I have a feeling we're like staring eye to eye and I just get, feel like a cape is being pulled and I'm still stuck in like my one position. Almost you're leaving dirt tracks. <laughs> As I'm getting pulled out of the <laughs> out of the shop. Okay, so when we go to this milk and honey place, I want to pass by that statue. Yeah. Yeah, same. See what it is. Yeah, so you, you get the hint that he mentioned the statue, uh, and you walk towards the edge of the marketplace. So you approach the statue, and only the base and the feet of the statue remain. So like a little bit below the kneecap is all that you see. Give me an investigation check as you're looking at the broken statue. Who's got the glasses? <laughs> I got a 19. I got a 15. I got a 22. You guys all passed. It wasn't a uh, 
that hard of a DC, but you notice that the feet, although are destroyed, there are hooved feet, but not of a minotaur. It looks more like a goat. Oh. Mm. Perhaps a satyr. Excuse me, brother. And I stop just any minotaur walking by. He stops and looks at you. Brother, mm. uh, what happened here? He sees that you you gesture to the statue and he looks at it and he spits on the ground and walks away. Okay. <coughs> Almost blatantly ignoring your question. I'm going to... looks insulted. What you got to do is you got to talk to a guard, bro. You just can't go <sighs> up to anybody and start You're talking right. to him. <laughs> Talk to guards for information. <laughs> All right, Hormos, let's let's talk to a guard, and I look for the closest guard. You see in the marketplace, there isn't any guards standing about. However, you do notice that there are guard figures. So in the marketplace in the center, you can see that it trails off to the east side and the west side. The, the east side looks like it goes to like the residential area. You see a lot of close tents that look like homes packed together. And then the left side, uh, the east side, you see this large structure um, near like a little pond. And you see a lot of books. It looks like a library from the outside. And when you walk down this road, you see that like there's heavy foliage on either side. And there are two very large minotaurs. Their muscles are out. They're very pronounced. They look like gladiators almost, but they have hardened steel helmets on. You cannot see their face. The only thing that's sticking out from their head is their large horns. And they have massive spears and gladiator style shields. And they are and they are guarding this road. And as you approach them, they're not even looking at you. They're staring ahead. Uh, <clears throat> Good evening, brothers. I. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Wave my hands in front of their eyes. They are ignoring you. Oh, this is nice. You got uh, any hobbies? All right, guys, I don't like this. It's not working out. <laughs> Everyone's mean here. I didn't expect this. You get, you definitely get the sense that people are tolerating you, but you don't feel welcome. Like some of them are a little more open to outsiders. Like, you know, the potion shop was a little more keen to you. He was a little more open-minded. The blacksmith was not open-minded to you. The guards are paying you no mind, but you but you get the sense that, like, it's a part of their job description to not talk to anybody. You're getting a royal guard sense. Guys, I, I feel like we should go to that tavern. I, I hate to say it, but there are going to be some friendlier faces at the tavern that might actually give us information. You're right. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong get people drunk. That's how we're going to get information. Also like that. <laughs> Minus, as you make this suggestion, you turn around and you see this store that Foros mentioned about journals. It's like a little stand. You can like walk in and it's just like a quick quick little nook of all these little journals and it's called a Lucky Goats Journal Ink Journals, Ink Pad, Scrawl and Transcribes. And there is a minotaur inside. It is a woman minotaur. And she seems to be stacking books away. And everything's color coordinated. And there are journals of all sizes. Am I dreaming? Drell, pinch me. I uh, punch him in the arm. Ow! <laughs> okay, I'm not. I'm not. Oh. Boy, let me search. Jeez. Excuse me, miss. I love your establishment. You see that she's scared a little bit, like you caught her by surprise. And she turns around. It's a youngish minotaur woman uh, around your age, minutes, long blonde hair with a braid, brown coat of fur with white spots. She's wearing very large glasses. Looks like a bit of a bookworm. And she goes, oh, oh, hello. Yes. Uh, thank you. 
thank you for coming by. How can I help you? Well, I don't know where to begin. I'm a bit of a journal enthusiast myself, and I pull out like 10 of my journals and hold them up. She instantly gets intrigued. She starts looking to him and goes, oh, he's taking such poor care of them. And she notices that you like, your pages ripped out, heavily drawn in. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, looking, they're very, very, very he's used. never taken care of. He loves his journals, but they're definitely not taken care of. She points over to her desk. He's like, you got to take care of your journals. And you see this super well-organized, polished, very used, full, but like everything has like bookmarks. The pages are night, nice, neat, and crisp. It has like protective uh, leather on the outside. It looks like it has like a book sleeve. And she like shows you, goes, this is my personal journal. It's a very large book. She goes, you have to take care of it. You have to use uh, specific oils to keep the uh, the hardbound cover uh, nice and fresh. You got to stack them a certain way to make sure they don't unfurl or uh, flay out. You can't just place them anywhere. Oh, my gosh. You use a future log with circular trackers? I've never seen anything like this. I do. And she gets like super excited. Guys, isn't this the coolest thing you've ever seen? Oh my God. Can we go get drunk? And you see like Reginald like <laughs> drools coming out of his mouth. Minus has just collected journals from every town he's gone to. So you definitely see different leathers and different paper in each journal. But he's never paid mind to it. He just picks up journals whenever he gets a chance because he writes in too many. Mm -hmm. And he's he's just looking around. He's like, so what? Uh, Tell me everything. Is there... Oh my gosh, I must... I need to take better care of my journals. I didn't know any of this. You see that as you're like learning all the stuff, she's like breaking out various journal care kits with like oils and uh, different pads to scrub down, cleaning supplies, special utensils. She's like, and if you even get this care kit, it comes with a, uh, a spell that you can learn. And there's like a scroll tucked in there. <laughs> And she got, um, and the scroll, uh, she mentions the spell's name, um, the trusty quill. Oh. And this quill will not damage your books. And it takes, and it writes so crisp, so clean. The finest point you have ever seen. See, this is where they get you. And I lean over to Armos and Reginald and say, they tell you you're doing it wrong. And then they upsell you on everything. They tell you, you need to fix it, you know? And Minus isn't even trying to insight check her. He's just like believing every word that's coming out of her mouth. Passively, you just think that she's very passionate. Right. She's coming off uh, as a nerd or a big old book nerd. Oh my gosh. I'm in love. And I'm I'm like holding one of the journals with <laughs> like, I don't, I don't even know what the leather is. It's like a leather I've never seen probably from a dinosaur or something. What, what is this? That's actually, you pick up like a special one. It's like, that one's actually not real leather. We kind of be what? Uh, conscious. It's fox leather. Fox leather? I thought you said it was fake. No, no, fox. F uh, she spells it out. F-A-U-X. Oh, she goes, no, it's fake. It's fake oh, leather it's to make it feel leather. like real leather. Um, oh. Those are the ones I prefer to use. They last longer and it's a little more... Um, less savage on the animals. Oh. Most of the leather here comes from dinosaurs uh, scattered around the island. And uh, the dinosaurs ain't so bad. Yeah, we know. This guy made friends with one. Oh, they can be very friendly. And she looks at you and goes, oh, wow, tall human. Haven't seen someone like you here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then she looks at Armos and she goes, oh, is that a... Are you... She hasn't seen anyone like you, Armos. And she goes, you're not an Aladrin, are you? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, my mistake. I'm sorry. I just, I met one the other day and I just, oh, it was just, it was so intriguing. What are you? A tiefling is what we're called. Not many of us around. 
she takes out her journal. She starts writing about tiefling. She goes, can you tell me more? And she's like taking notes. Uh, oh, I track his sleep cycle and his food habits. I'll share share some of my notes. <gasps> and she like looks at it, goes, oh my God. Dude. Yeah. He's a demon? <gasps> and she's like looking at you wide eyed. And she's like, oh my God, so fascinating. And she's like writing it down. She goes, I just, everyone, you know, when everyone's like you, you just, when you see somebody different, you just got to take all these notes. And she's like, I take track of everybody. I just like to look, I just like the people watch, especially when they're outsiders. Oh, it's my favorite. And it's just, I just, I want to save up enough money to, she looks around. She goes, I just want to, I want to visit the city of Aramore so bad. Oh, well, yeah, Aramore is quite fun. Yeah. Here it's like, uh, they have so many different types of people walking around. All walks of life. All oh. chased out. Uh, what's your name, by the way? Menace, Menace Pebble Walker. She shakes her hand uh, nervously. She says, Numi. How do you spell that? Uh, N-O-O-M-I. Numi. Oh my gosh, I can't tell. I'm gonna I'm gonna be back here before I leave. But for now, just give me one of these huge kits, and I'll take um, five of your finest faux journals. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, she she goes behind the bar. She takes her notes and she closes her large binder. And she you see that she makes like a quick sketch of Armos. She's fascinated by him. It closes the journal and puts it on her desk, and then gathers the stuff that you asked for. You want the kit with the spell? Oh yeah. <laughs> so it's gonna cost you. She goes, well, with the kit and then the books, it's going to cost you, ah, uh, she, she puts her hands to her cheeks and she goes, I haven't had someone to buy a kid such a long time. And she like taps her fingers against her, um, the side of her mouth. It'll be 850. Uh, 850. That's, that's about the price of scrolls, right guys? Yeah. Jarrell shrugs his shoulders. He doesn't fucking know. I don't know the price, but I'll take it. Yeah. The scroll does, um, amp up the value. I will say the journals are, uh, not nearly as expensive as those, but these are hand bound by myself. Uh, these are all crafted by me with precision, love and care and, you know, protected and cared for with the oils and substances that we make in-house to make sure your journals last the longest as they possibly can. Well, this is incredible. Oh my gosh, this comes with oil too? This comes, oh my goodness. And I'm just going through the kit. So you get all the little knickknacks. You buy the kit, you get the spell, and you can definitely learn this spell. You are a cleric, so it's in your spell thing. It is a homebrew spell. Yeah. Uh, you should be able to, you should have access to it. It's called the Trusty Quill, uh, but I'll tell you what it does. The hell is that? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Miss, did you drop your quills? Yeah, I got so excited. Yeah, she runs over and she <laughs> she like cleans up and she doesn't want to make a, a mess anywhere. <laughs> it looks like if I weave together threads of color, imagination, I can create a large feathered quill. And the quill lasts until the spell ends. It doesn't use ink. Oh my gosh. I can choose the color. I do it on solid surfaces. It won't break on stone. I'm salivating. And this is just ruling. Yes. Yeah, so with the bonus action, you can summon this quill and you can use it just as you said. It also counts as a simple melee weapon. It deals 1d6 piercing damage, has the finesse, light, and throne properties. In addition, uh, anything that the quill has marked or inked, you get advantage on the next attack with it. If you drop it, you can use a bonus action to um, call it back to your hand. Not me cleaning up tea off the ground. <laughs> While Minus is uh, playing with his newfound toy on the floor with all the ink that he just spilled, since she's the nicest person that we've seen so far, I want to start kind of asking her some questions about things that are a little weird in this city. Okay. So uh, I asked her, I was like, "What? hey, why, 
Why is everyone so rude? Or oh, what's yeah, going on? They're not rude. Just a lot of people are uh, here, just like set in their ways. They don't really trust outsiders too much. Racist. <coughs> a lot of bad history. I mean, before my time and probably a lot of people's time. But it's just um, we trade with people, but we don't tend to really like let them in, so to speak. I don't know why. But it's kind of our way of life here. We just kind of keep to ourselves. That's why I want to leave, personally. Oh, that's kind of why I left my, uh, my plane. Oh, yeah? Just not accepted? Similar minutia. Uh, mm. Yeah. How long have we been talking to this lady? Uh, a few minutes. Maybe about 15, 20 minutes has passed since... Uh, sh- Menace has been gushing over journals. I'm just trying to figure out how long Menace has left in his potion. <laughs> Probably an hour and a half. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was thinking oh it was only an God. hour. Could you imagine? She falls in love with Menace. Mid conversation, he like shrinks. <laughs> so she is on the smaller side of Minotaur. She's about six, almost seven feet tall. And she goes, Yeah, so you know, my parents really wanted me to become uh, uh, one of the guards in the town. I just don't, I really prefer the books and the knowledge. I spent a lot of my time in the library and, uh, really reading and learning about the world, um, from what I can. Oh, I did the same thing. You know, I was a scout for my clan, for my tribe. So, you know, I was, I was more so doing paperwork and reading and writing. Paperwork. Oh, sorry. I, I left one of my journals. Let me move that for you. And then our hands like kind of touch as we both try and do the movement. <laughs> me, oh, me and Trill so, so, grab each other and we're like, oh, it's about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <Sorry>. god. <laughs> Reginald. <laughs> oh my demon lord. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> and I, I blush and I grab my journal back and I'm like, ah. a- anyways, um, oh my gosh. This one is singer sewn. I didn't I haven't seen these types of journals before. And I'm gushing again. I'm like, okay, get a hold of yourself, Menace. Get a hold of yourself. We have questions. We have questions. That uh, statue outside. Is there any more info you could give us on that statue? Nobody seems to want to talk about it. Why is that? Uh, I... She looks puzzled. And she goes, I don't really know much about it. I tried to look up information about it at some point in the library, but there's like no information about gods or deities anywhere in the library it's more about like foraging and crafting and stuff but any history we have there's no mention of it um my own parents haven't talked about it it's just like like a thing that's just kind of is there and they won't remove and nobody really acknowledges it i see people spin on it but that's about it yeah we saw the same they're not really nobody's really religious here i noticed i sure noticed shame respect oh oh this is weird. Did, I mean, oh, uh, I didn't know you were not that religious. No, I mean, I'm just like, you know, I just don't like when people push no, it on you. That's well, all. Well, yeah, I agree. All. You know, you don't no, want to push it on it. People got to live their lives. Well, not everyone thinks that way, man. It's unfortunately, you know. Uh, anyways. Uh, yeah, I mean, people could also use some uh, gods in their lives is all. I'm just saying. Well, how about... Well, <clears throat> I don't know. We're headed back to the tavern to get a drink. I mean, you're more than welcome to join us when we can finish this conversation. Or, um, oh, you know, me uh, and my patrons are thirsty, so... Minus, you can hang out. Uh, we're gonna go though. <laughs> Wait, don't you want to buy some stuff? Oh, uh, you know my journals. Uh, really well taken care of. Any Drell looks in his backpack and he just definitely doesn't have a journal. <laughs> um, and he's like, I, I, I think I'm good. I would love uh, to look at it. We we do some repair services. No, it's secret. 
It's a private diary. Uh, it's more of a diary than a journal, and you're not allowed to see you it. You finally followed my advice, and Minus is gushing like, I told you to start a journal, and you did it. Oh, Drell, you've come so far. Drell slowly backs away, and he looks at Reginald, and he's like, come on, let's go. <laughs> I, pull out, uh, I pull out my book, and I'm like, yeah, my, my journal just isn't, uh, it's a little complicated. You pull out the evil tome that's like emanating darkness and visceral <laughs> yeah. smoke and the gem in it. She goes, oh my. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> and she yeah. covered her mouth. She's flabbergasted. You know. uh, yeah. I don't, I think you need more than a couple of oils to clean that one. Uh, <laughs> maybe yeah, some we're working on that one. Uh, holy water would do the trick on that one. <laughs> no water, Armo. No, no water. <laughs> uh, well, Numi, if you you know, happen to have some time later. We're going to the, uh, something about honey, milk? Of milk and honey, yes. Um, yes. The tavern for, um, non-minotaur folk or citizens. Yeah. Yep. Ouch. Yeah, I'm not sure if, uh, you want to hang out there, but. Um, persuasion check. Uh, Advantage. So you'll be back tomorrow if she doesn't show up. Say you love her. <laughs> Say it all. Go. Yeah, Drell was just trying to be polite. He definitely does not want her to come. This is like real life, I just want to say. <laughs> uh, flat 16. Uh, uh, maybe. Um, She seems like the sum of the words. My, my parents don't really like me hanging out there. They prefer I don't. Uh, but I mean, um, yeah, I can close up shop and I can maybe stop by. If you meet us outside whenever you're free, we can, you can show us around. Uh, okay, we close that. We close that sunset. Great. And she like turns her head and kind of, she's like playing with her hair very nervously. Cool, 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 cool. Yep, 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 yep. Then she goes to a large journal, be like, drinks at sunset. And then like looks around and very smallly writes of milk and honey in there. Like she's telling her own journal secret. Looks like you're going to need more potions, Menace. <laughs> and I elbow him. Menace immediately starts sweating, remembering he's big now. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately grab Menace before you can say anything dumb and start pulling him out of the out of the place and be like, okay, thanks. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. Uh, see you later. <laughs> and as the three of you come out, it's late in the day. So like people, uh, it's, it's still a few hours, maybe about two hours away from sunset, but people are like scavenging around for last minute items throughout the day. And you notice over at the blacksmith hut, there is a dwarf. The soot-covered tent forge seems to be busy as ever towards the end of the day. You notice someone strange. There is a dwarf grabbing a stack of cloth materials and items from one of the apprentices. Uh, and he's wearing a very strange helmet. Guys. On his hip, you notice a gold hammer. Guys. And something even more familiar. A gothic-style lantern with green smoke-stained glass. <gasps> Change of plans! And that is where we're going to end this week's session. No! <laughs> no! It's like, no. you know, you might not make your date, Menace. Shut up! Oh, no! <laughs> Menace found his freaking uh, soulmate, and then it's just going <laughs> to... You see Menace write in his journal, is this what love is? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>
no. That's so funny. It's such a Cinderella story, too. Oh, my God. Dude, tell me Minis like left his journal, and she's going to come back and try to find it for Yeah, him. I left one of my journals because <laughs> of what, when but I then, dropped everything. And then she comes back, and he's small again. Oh, no, dude. It's so good. It's so funny. Oh, we have so much to talk about in the after show. Yes. <laughs> I love it. All right, that's where we're going to end here. Does anybody have time for a quick wreck? Oh, Jared, don't even. Don't even. Everyone's already playing it. Everyone's already playing it. Power Worlds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful. Uh, day three Power already Worlds. has like a million, bajillion players, and it's only been out for three days at the time of recording. I'm sure it's going to break world records by the time this episode drops. So fun. It actually, it, it's the most played game on Steam over Counter-Strike as of now. Yeah. And that's only three days later. It, it's already broken like 1.8 million players or something like that. And as of recording this, uh, it's been out for four days and it's the second most concurrent played game on Steam ever, which is kind of crazy. So it beat out Counter-Strike and it's second to PUBG, which has like 300, I can't remember, 3 million or something like that. This has almost almost two million, which is kind of crazy. But outside of Power World, an amazing game. Does anybody have uh, any recs, any shows, any niche, anything niche? Shout um, out to Singer Sewn Binders. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Actually, know at this time when is this? When is supposed to? It's supposed to air before the twenty second of February, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, I know the twenty second of February. Avatar: The Last Airbender on Netflix comes out. Ooh. So. If you just keep an eye out for that, it's a live action. Hopefully, it's a lot better than the movie that was absolutely terrible. That did not exist. Um, bar is pretty low. <laughs> yeah, the bar is really low for live actions for Avatar The Last Airbender. So, if you go looking for it, don't. Uh, he's lying. It actually doesn't exist. The movie. Yeah, yeah right next to, to it's on the forbidden no shelf, right there next to Dragon Ball Evolution and uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> and the Super Mario Brothers movie that Nintendo keeps trying to hide there. I have a DVD copy of that. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but yeah, so uh, that the show you can like check out the trailer on YouTube or tw uh, Twitter or whatever. I'm hyped for it. Um, I think it's gonna be great. Yeah, it, it, the trailer looks sick. So um, I'm excited for it too. I think it's gonna be really good. I got high hopes after uh, what was that One Piece the show? Oh, One Piece was good. Yeah. Yu Yu Hakusho. That's the wreck of the week. If you haven't seen a Yu Yu Hakusho live action, it's pretty good. I didn't like, I wasn't the biggest fan of the pacing, but Yu Yu Hakusho live action is pretty good. I, I would recommend watching it. Well, I mean, at this point, Dan, do you got a recommendation? I mean, I think <laughs> we all hit one. Nope. Just uh, go get yourself some uh, good notebooks. You already shouted out a binder. There you go. All right. And with that being said, we're going to go ahead and move on to our Patreon supporters. Say goodbye, everybody. Later. Bye. See ya. Welcome back, everybody, to another Patreon shout-out, starting with the Blood Shard Bandits. A small fox peeks its head out of a giant footstep. Morgan Ulthil does the same. Hero and companion look towards their target, then back at each other with a worried glance. As silent as can be, the two hunters flank their prey. Washed in shadow, the beast can be seen breathing deep in sleep. It was not a giant after all. Artemis and Kemi Joe leave the Wildside Tavern in good spirits. He never knew Sir Jofferson could act so confident. The two barmaids even came along for the journey as they are headed towards the Lucius Farm and Vineyard. Something feels off, but Artemis can't seem to put his gauntlet on it. 
Rocco the Croco continues east, not sure exactly what he will find along the way. After a half day's journey, Rocco stumbles upon a young Kuotoa seemingly stuck in the mud. After reaching out to help, bang, chop, whack, the little guy hits him with a butterfly spin and swift strike to the jaw. The last thing Rocco sees before falling unconscious is a small ribbon waving in the wind. Baby Dread peeks out from behind the Mandalorian. Wait, uh, <laughs> wrong show. The Dread, in his young drow form, holds tight to his mother. She picks him up and runs, shouting for someone in the distance. Peering over his mother's shoulder, Baby Dread watches in horror as the green flames spread like wild magic fire. The door closes just in time for Alara to force Julius into a duel. The tension is palpable as a ceramic tumbleweed made from the vase minutes destroyed rolls by. Alara shifts her foot along the floor, shifting to a more optimal stance. Boom! Anma slams her fist down on a raptor, then waves at Reese. He found her just in time as this new lead can't be left unled. Anma's smile turns to that of shock. With whimsy, Reese asks if his new hairstyle is really that bad. Before Anma can answer, Reese feels the breath of a giant reptile on his neck. How blam boom! Julius Kendrick throws necrotic magic this way and that, doing his best to keep his distance from this masked martial artist. Every time he thinks there is time to light his lantern, Alara shortens the gap. Aha! She was careless, and Julius blasts a hole right through her mask. But wait, there is no one behind that mask as it falls to the ground. And why does he feel like he is falling, too? A young fighter donned in holy plate armor scans the bounty board of a local tavern. The barkeep shouts over, Not much coin to be made there, laddie. Nor do we care to share it with someone like yourself. The fighter turns calmly and places a strong hand over the hilt of his sword. The barkeep changes his tone when he recognizes the face before him. Prince Aaron, uh, please forgive me. A man in the corner watches this happen, but there is something wrong with this man. It's like he's never held a fork and knife before. People are staring at the prince, so maybe he can sneak away during the shift in focus. Reigns sweats as he tries to keep up appearances. Rommel sets up camp close to a portless shore of the Kambuki Isles. Sample after sample, he collects rocks, dirt, and bark, and takes note of their strange similarities. It is as if the terrain in this area shares a heartbeat with the plants rooted into it. He prepares a ritual on the ground with materials he collected. Let's hope he got the math right. And finally, Warden enters Humbrea once more, but this time with a new outlook. Fully decked out with new armor and new skills, this hero is sure to turn some heads. What kind of adventures will they embark on next month? Next are the Sigic College alumni. Andrew Hall sits sweating as he puts Quill to scroll on his final test. Not because of the difficulty, but because of the broken Ray Frost conditioner. He's pretty sure he aced that test. Sakajewa has finished the arena, but now it's time to build his very first Rocket Boot League car. He paints the trim titanium white and prepares to train his newly enlisted club members. Patrick Wennerstrom, or should I say Punk, runs from the Red Guard, his bandmates close behind. As they dash away, Punk pitches a new song to his band members that goes, I fought the guards and the guards won, uh. Robit takes the end of the day bread out back to be thrown away at the end of his shift, but places it into a bag of holding instead. It is said great cities are built on great foundations. 
St. Chaos is trying to cut a distribution deal with Lucia's farm and vineyard, but has hit a bump in the road. Their head winemaker wants to meet in person. St. Chaos is now wondering if he can obtain a true polymorph spell with his wine-drunk rat army. Scoot Dude finally got back to us! I, I mean, Traegar Meltmetal is spending his last summer studying in a dusty cave, a few miles just outside the Sigi College. He's the first in his family to go to college, and also the first goblin to ever get accepted to the Sigic College. Sergio Rodriguez frantically looks for the missing blood shards that he was supposed to be guarding. If he doesn't find them, he can kiss this job with a red guard goodbye. What would he even do if that happened? Next is Sly, the were-raccoon. Sly follows an armored guy, a gnome, and two barmaids out of the wild side tavern. They should make easy targets. And last but not least are Humbrea's heroes. Abdul Rahman begins brewing his new anti-theft potion to actually thwart a thief this time. Alex Dredd questions the first person he meets, looking for clues on the anti-theft potion thievery. Caleb Schneider feels a bit weirded out that this random guy would question him in the middle of a duel. However, Johnny Tar uses the distraction to his advantage and lunges towards Caleb. In Dilmore, Man with Glass waves his new patron goodbye as he prepares to leave the store in search of this anti-theft potion. Odemel doesn't really understand all these new techniques, but tries her best to follow the Rocket Boot League match. Nubs tries to explain how the player Beast Sense is performing what is called an Era Elemental Dribble. Back in the potion shop, someone named Will Miller watches in curiosity as a shop owner throws his homebrew potion at a thief. And that's it for this month's Patreon shoutouts. If you'd like to hear your name read here, go on over to patreon.com dnd404 and see how you can become part of the community.